CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me, we're doing a back-to-back with Mr. Dean DiCrescenzo. I had way too much fun with him last week, and we didn't talk about what I thought we'd talk about, so why not bring him back? Dino, what's yeah, going just, on? Just a continuation of actually talking about the things we were supposed to do before we got all screwed up last week, so happy to be back. So basically what's going to happen is you'll be back again next week when we try for a third time. Yeah, and maybe we'll actually scratch some topics off the list. So, Well, I don't want to go too deep into it because I know THP is just absolutely granddaddy rich this week. But uh, we are both veterans of that ridiculous event down there in California. Um, today, right now, actually, singles are about ready to get kicked off. That means uh, the day one is done. Uh, Callaway has once again proved that they are a force to be reckoned with. And uh, the nest, I don't know whether it claimed any victims or not last night, but uh, you know we'll see here in a couple hours what kind of golf is is being capable of being played. Any any thoughts uh, based on what you've seen so far? Man, though, first off, the, to the team that's out there for for THP, those guys are doing a really good job of of getting that thread updated and just having a blast. If you're, you know, like us on the other side of the screen, trying to follow along, man, that thread was going so fast. You would, you know, make a couple posts, catch up, go away for, you know, 10 minutes or so, come back and there'd be three or four pages worth of just posts that you have to go through. It was really crazy and awesome to see. And like you said, we both got to experience it. Uh, B 2005, you were, was it 2017? <laughs> 2015 <laughs> not five 2015 you were what 17 uh 16 i think was 16 my year. Yeah. and the the only uh victorious year for thp we'll we'll slide that in okay um okay. it was Fair. uh i mean th- that was a great event it, it really was and i i love seeing it move forward and i love seeing new pl- uh contestants players four members <laughs> get get out there and experience it. it it always brings a smile to my face yeah, I think that's why they refuse to invite me back. They don't want a, a repeat performance. They like winning. Well, they should have brought me back. I did plenty of losing out there. So <laughs> I, I feel like I try and say this as much as I can uh, in, in hopes they're like, all right, if we just get him back out here and beat him, will he shut up about it? Like, that's kind of my goal, you know? Like, just be relentless about it until they're like, all right, just let's get him to shut up. <laughs> let's give him just an absolute beat down and then yeah. he can't claim anything. I'll take but then it, you say man. two out of three. So then you go yeah. back one more year after that. <laughs> yeah, they still haven't beat me entirely. We're now that's, even. That's right. You can't You can't end on a tie. This isn't soccer, right? <laughs> it's not soccer or the uh, the New York Giants football game. Football. This past weekend. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, it's been a lot of fun to follow. And obviously big big shout out to uh, the forum members community members out there for team thp and those from callaway who are making it uh a little bit less interesting for singles than we'd prefer it to be but uh you know 10 out of 12 dubs today isn't isn't unheard of so (laughs) i'm a big believer in fate (laughs) yeah come back uh, come back city and there's some there's some deep dives at the nest last night so hopefully some sluggish granddaddy or uh zoo crew members today um but that's not the goal today that's not what we're talking about we're focused on what i'd like to do is take a deeper dive on uh, tour talk i haven't i don't spend a ton of time i know back in the early days there was like a tour topic every week that seemed to really kick off the discussion on off course and I feel like that's kind of gone by the wayside in, in, in a in a good way. We've had some pretty incredible discussions with folks from the industry on here. But I thought, Dean, being that you are quite a big fan of the tour, you've definitely followed it more than some people I know. <laughs> so I, I thought it'd be cool to have this conversation. And, and I think one of the best ways to get it kicked off is to just take a deeper look at what's going on between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying, all right, I'm so sick of hearing about it. I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying like, can't we just come together and make this all uh, one big happy nonsense 
of, uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) And, and then there's people just want to see the world burn. So I think, um, I think what I want to do early on is just get your perspective on the whole thing. Like nothing crazy, but where do you stand on the way the live came in and and how the PGA tour has reacted to it? Well, you know, it was, uh, the year was kind of crazy because it, it had been rumored about and talked about for a while. And, you know, Greg Norman's been pretty vocal about this kind of thing happening for a long time. And, and this was seemingly the right moment for him. All that stuff back in February. Remember, everyone was pledging their allegiance to the PGA Tour. Now, a lot of those people have flipped and they're they're playing for live right now, which more power to them. That's that's up to them. That's fine. Um, what do you mean by get that check is what you're saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> it, Dustin Johnson's playing. Could you say he's played some of the best golf of his career? Mm. I, I He's winning. He's banked a ton of money. Um, I think there is some question about how that money is being paid. If it's paid out against the contract that he signed with them, or if it's actually extra bonus money that comes to him, uh, that seems to have been really the, the water seemed to be muddied on that. But I, I don't know. I'm still kind of indifferent on it. I'll be honest. I have not watched a ton of live golf. Uh, it's uh, it's on YouTube. I know some people talk about the the production value and how much golf they show. Uh, I've personally I've struggled to get into it. Uh, like you said, I, I'm I watch a lot of tour golf. So you know, for me, another a break off tour or a live tour. It's a it's a lot more golf between watching you know DP World, uh, you know PGA, and now live. It, it's time consuming, but I'm sure as there's rumors of them what signing with maybe Fox to get some broadcast rights, uh, that'll be a pretty big step for them. That's the rumor. I haven't seen that. I, I've seen I've seen that. I mean, who knows with this? <laughs> who knows with this tour? Uh, there seems to be rumors like every single week about somebody coming, somebody going, where they're right. going to be broadcast. <clears throat> you know, it's 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 very interesting and it's fast paced. It's it's very fast moving and and ever changing. It feels like. So, uh, I, I my question to you would be if if live is this up and coming thing, right? Like obviously money doesn't scare them. It's not their current motivation. It I would assume it's at the end all be all. But currently they don't seem to be afraid to just hemorrhaging money. Um, is is the idea that standardized Fox or CBS or NBC like is that even the best result for them you know like what i'm saying is they're looking at these new ways of uh, presenting their product and you see that with how they the uh, production is on youtube so like it's almost like an f1 race the way they have it set up Mm -hmm. on the side is is that standardized logic of getting it on a um, nationally broadcasted network in that traditional form, is that their end all? Or I would almost expect them to try and do something different where they go to a, a service-based experience like a YouTube and really double down on that. Yeah, I don't understand the the need for, uh, you know, kind of conformity. Try to go with what other tours are doing. The only thing I can... I, I don't know. It, it's it's very interesting because, like you say, they are there's something new. They're supposed to be new, exciting golf, but louder, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Throw and that shorter. in for them <laughs> and shorter, yeah, by by a day, um, <laughs> and eighteen holes. But the YouTube thing kind of works for them, I think. And I say that because <laughs> I say that because you see. And like I said, I have not watched a ton of live golf, so I, I will gladly throw that out there. But the times that I have jumped on YouTube and watched it, the viewership numbers aren't very big. So that's where I think maybe if they pull in a, a contract with somebody like Fox, they could maybe pull in that extra, you know, half a million viewers. You know, they talk about having this great Ryder Cup atmosphere uh, throughout some of the tournaments. But then you look on YouTube and it's in front of 90,000 people watching it. Yeah, the Ryder <laughs> Cup thing is interesting. I, I would not have chosen half the names they went for if they wanted anyone to take it seriously. Right. Uh, and, and it sounds like there was some pretty steady contention in the groups 
different weeks that uh, made it hard for real chemistry or camaraderie to be built or <laughs> it, it was almost like uh, week to week, like you either sucked or you got it done. And if you sucked, then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, they talked about, remember that first uh, live event, I want to say it was London. And they talked about how, you know, the field wasn't very strong. And then it seemed like they strategically had events planned with, you know, after pulling in some stronger players on weeks where it wasn't exactly a marquee PGA tour event. So then it was like, ha, we got you. We've got the better field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I look at the other tours and the availability of them to be, to be viewed. And you know, I, I certainly think that is a challenge for the LPGA. Uh, I'm not so sure about the champions because I feel like the the active viewers of the champions tour are likely the folks who remembered those names growing up or, you know, in a previous generation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see a lot of 16-year-old kids really diving into golf and saying, what I really want to watch this week is the champions tour but I could see Corn Ferry, I could see LPGA, and the accessibility to that is pretty awful. I mean, you either have a network or you don't, which I think is ridiculous in 2022, coming into 2023. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe having that Fox backup or that huge network backup will validate them a bit for a lot of Americans. But I'm curious, man, like there's got to be a better way to do it. There has to be. And I feel like that that sentence right there just explains the entire situation as a whole. There has to be a better way to do this whole thing between, between, you know, there's the lawsuits and suspensions and bannings. And I I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 hard, though, right? Because they came in as a disruptor. They came in with the middle fingers flying, whether it's intentional or not. You look at some of the guys who who walked away from it or the tour, the PGA tour, I mean, that was um, whether or not it was going to work out uh, positively or negatively. I mean, it's hard to overlook the fact that that was the place that put food on their table and a lot of money in their bank accounts for a very long time. So uh, I'm not surprised at all that people would be upset or offended by the way that some of those folks just basically walked away. Um to go against basically a counter tour, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was better execution that could have happened from the start. But but all, all fairness, the PGA Tour didn't appear to have any interest in, in working with anyone. So what, what was the alternative solution? Don't have a tour? Yeah. <laughs> you it, know? I mean, it, it seems like that it, they came in with already a bunch of animosity. And a lot of that could be the Greg Norman effect, you know, that he he's had some animosity with tour for a long time. He, mm-hmm. he proposed this type of thing back in what the nineties. I personally give him credit for the invention of the, the WGC events, because that's kind of what it was bringing us, you know, the very best players together. You're, you're having a weekend event. You're having no cuts, but you're playing four rounds of golf and you're having that more often. In my mind, he deserves some credit for that, whether that's true or not. I don't know. That's where I go. This is a little bit different. And I feel like that, you know, when somebody's negotiating in bad faith, I feel like that's where it started. Here, we want to work with you, but, and that but was a big thing. We're going to take your players from you and they're not going to play as much on your tour. So I, I don't know. It seems like they were coming in from a bad spot, in my opinion. And the tour we had no interest, like you said. We, we what's in it for us? You know, we get we get to keep Brooks Kepka on tour for five events. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, it it's it, it's it's such an interesting topic, and people have gotten very passionate about the sides they take and how they look at it. So it, it's really kind of a fun debate. You know, you make a good point there that people showcase a lot of passion and 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 on their perspective what i've always feared during this whole thing is the unknown like what is the motivation you know phil phil saying what he did for as long as he did obviously was taken very poorly by many 
And 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 the sad part was even those people agreed that some of what he was saying was very, very accurate. And the tour <laughs> has already made significant changes based on what has happened. So, you know, it's hard to to overlook that. But then there's there's the motivations of guys like Rory, uh, who's been incredibly outspoken about Liv. Turns out, I mean, there's more to that story than I'm just a big fan of the PGA Tour or, you know, maybe the rumors are true. The PGA Tour is paying me a lot of money to be a big fan of the PGA Tour or I really friggin hate Greg Norman. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's 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 all that stuff we'll never get to know uh, as fans, as casual observers of the what's going on. But I do wonder, like, for every guy that has been outspoken, what is their motivation? Who's in their ear? Who's in their pocket? You know, th- there's got to be so much more to that, right? There's got to be a lot to it. And I, I think the players that were the players that went there, uh, you know, when they had their their press conferences, which is kind of funny to think about the big like signing press conference for a golf league. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they seem to almost have been given a script or very coached about things to say. And I know, you know, Greg Norman talks about how he feels like Rory is brainwashed by the PGA Tour. And you kind of listen to all of these guys and they all had the same, very similar type message. So did they all have that same kind of beef with the tour? Or is it here? Here's our talking points. We're going with this. Well, I, you look at a guy like Sergio, who is incredibly disliked by many fans of golf, especially many fans of the tour, uh, his on-course antics, you know, throwing tantrums, stomping on greens, spitting in holes. I mean, Sergio didn't exactly paint himself as a, a, the sweetheart of the game for a number of years. So w- when he left, it's like, all right, good riddance. I don't think too many people will miss you. He's just passionate, Dad. Yeah. Are we talking about Tiger or Sergio? (laughs) I I don't remember. Everyone's got a reason. So uh, yeah, that's that's getting weird. So I was reading a bunch of stuff about um, Rory, and this is what really started to interest me, that Rory has motivations beyond just that he wants the tour to thrive. So the relationships with Sergio, who've I would assume were quite strong being that they were Ryder cup homies for a long time. Sergio basically reaches out to him and says, shut up about live and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So that's pretty awkward right there. Um, and of course someone tells me to shut up and it's not my wife or my father. Uh, well, not my wife. Um, the last thing I do is shut up, right? It, right. It's motivation. Um, so I, I feel like right then and there, you're forced to pick a side by one of what, what I assume would be your close friends telling you <laughs> to shut your mouth. Like that's that's a weird thing. And then you have, uh, I guess, he and um, Greg Norman exchange fairly reasonable and um, what would you term it? Um, f- fair texts between each other that that weren't like hateful and sort of set the tone for each other's perspectives and you know didn't really go any further than that. And suddenly Norman's putting him on blast elsewhere. <laughs> so I read a quote from Rory and he basically says, I'm going to make it my business to be as much of a pain in his ass as possible was his motivation uh, regarding Norman. So, you know, originally I did think that, Rory took a stance of the PGA is my tour and I want to defend it as best as I can. And I'm starting to think Dean that there's more to it than that. There's these you know, external motivations where he just wants to see, well, number one, the tour succeed, but at the same time he wants to see guys like Norman fail because he doesn't like them. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that, I think that's very fair. I, I think, um, you know, Going back to the Rory and Sergio part, like you say, your good buddy um, that you assume is a good buddy because you know Ryder Cup teammates. Formerly, yeah. Formerly, <laughs> good buddy. You know that that kind of stuff is is harsh to hear uh, in a back and forth. So yeah, I can see why that would kind of ramp Rory up. And then the stuff between him and him and the Shark, man, it's Rory's been very vocal. And 
you know what? His play has gotten significantly better during all this as well. I feel like, you know, which is pretty convenient, which is pretty convenient. It's at a good time. You know, if he, uh, if he had just able to not two putt evergreen at the old course, I mean, it would have been a huge statement and, you know, losing it to, to Cam Smith and all of a sudden him bolting after, after East Lake that, that, that would kind of hurts, but yeah, I mean, Rory, Rory is the guy now. I, I feel like Rory is the guy for the PGA tour. Tiger's voice will always be the biggest voice on that tour. Now that now that Mickelson's gone, I always felt like Mickelson kind of had that, that chair. Um, Tiger still has that, but of the crop of players now, uh, I think Rory is the guy. And by him being very strong, I think you see some other players following the lead and being strong on, on who's, who's playing where, what their opinions are on the tour, uh, what their opinions are on the live tour, uh, their thoughts on Greg, their thoughts on former players. It, it's like I said earlier, it's, it's super interesting because it's very passionate. Uh, you see a lot of these, a lot of these guys go after it. So Rory has always been a fairly open-minded interview. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he's one of the least boring guys to listen to talk. And I I know it bothers people because his perspective is one-sided. In in many cases, he's expressing his thoughts um, as he sees them. I think he's done a better job over the last year or two with that. I've always appreciated that. I, I don't really care for interviews that are totally stock and uh pre-constructed you know what i mean right uh, like every post game interview <laughs> from every football basketball baseball <laughs> hockey experience ever you know at least rory is is putting some thought into his responses and and, and i feel like he's coming from a a, a reasonable direction uh, i think that's where you start to see his perspective be appreciated more deeply by folks um and and to your point uh, phil has always been vocal but does rory have that opportunity to especially with the way he's playing uh, become that that pure soundboard for the tour um, without people doing the 2022 thing which is to say that his motivations are flawed right Um, you know, we, we used to have guys like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas um, who could freely share their perspective. And, and those dudes were you know, pretty pivotal in putting the PGA Tour in the position it is today. So, of course, people listen. And, and I'm wondering who that next guy is. You know, like you said, Tiger Tiger's on such a pedestal that, <laughs> you know, of course, you're going to listen when Tiger speaks. But do, is there any chance that the perspectives that Tiger has are weighed heavier or, or, or versus Rory or lower? I think Tiger's perspectives uh, are weighed heavier than, than Rory's for right now. You know, he's, he's the elder of the game. He's for this generation. I, I'm not going to get into the greatest of all time debate, but for this generation of players, I mean, he is, we he is the greatest. He is the greatest of all time. So, <laughs> You know, whatever he wants, whatever he wants to to talk, and he's never been a guy that really says a lot. Like you talk about cliche interviews, it, Rory being a good interview, Tiger Woods has notoriously been a bad interview. He never says a ton of things. Mm-hmm. So when he says something that makes you think or be like, "Huh," I think to me that carries a little more weight because yeah. here's a guy who doesn't talk as much about big issues or anything like that. But if he's going to talk about them, yeah, I'm going to sit up and listen. And I think there's a lot of guys in the room, uh, that lo- proverbial PGA Tour locker room, that will follow suit with that. And they'll, they'll listen and see what's going on. But I think as far as the collective of guys playing on tour, look, Tiger's not the, a tour player anymore. But the collective of guys that are in there now, I think Rory is that is that mouthpiece for them. I don't I don't think tiger says too much about live in general i think his conversations are mostly focused on the pga tour but i I have been reading quite a bit over the last week and it's a fairly decent segue into the next part of this and that's that a lot of people believe that in order for this next step to occur if live does exist and does continue to exist and there and there is this goal of having some sort of cohesion with the PGA tour. It can't be done 
with Norman at the helm. Uh, that's the perspective that's pretty much repeated in everything I read when it comes to this discussion. Is that fair or is that overstepping? Yeah, and that's uh, Tiger said that last week during a press conference at the Hero. That look, I mean, we could probably make something work, but that guy needs to go. And of course, you know, Greg Norman's response is, well, if I have to go, you know, PGA Tour Commissioner has to go. Jay Monahan, get out, get him out of here. If I'm going, why doesn't he have to go? And so it's that's a lot of finger pointing, but I do I do think I do think that Greg Norman just brings a lot of a lot of animosity towards the whole situation. I wouldn't be shocked to see him gone. I, I really wouldn't. I mean, he's done in my eyes, he's done what his job was. He got this tour launched. He got he recruited a bunch of good players uh and then a bunch of that's a very generous thing to say yeah a bunch of players just to (laughs) fill some spots but but he got i mean he he did it he got it started he got it launched they've had should be we'll call it a successful eight events you know it's it's off the ground and running it's in talks to get world ranking points which that's another topic for probably another day (laughs) Uh, trying to partner it with other tours to to get things more legitimize what's going on i think he's done his part i I really do and i think they probably need somebody else there and maybe they need somebody else on the pga tour as well i'm not saying it should be one-sided but somebody else to really negotiate a peace treaty we'll call it and get and get these two leagues working together well even if this discussion's had behind closed doors like this circles back to my perspective if we only hear what we need to hear um, yes you know, and that that goes for just about every situation uh, in in any one of these sports leagues. So, the idea that um, Greg came out and was the disruptor of sorts and forced this league on in, onto the doorstep of all of us, I guess the would you say the internet of all of us? Not really the doorstep. That's the Fox <laughs> move. But you know, the 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 thing is. I don't want to give him too much credit because all he really had to do is just come out and be a giant pain in the ass, um, which he did uh, <laughs> and did offer, well. offer a crap ton of money to a lot of very talented people. Um, and fortunately for him, a couple guys jumped early, which opened the door for the rest of them to say, OK, maybe this is not so bad. So, yeah, I, I think his position has always been that way. And and, and I the problem that I. I would assume a lot of people see with Norman is that he's always had a bone to pick. It seems like with the PGA tour. Now, I don't think it's a tour's fault that he couldn't finish tournaments and win. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, <laughs> there's some scar tissue there, but that was heavy, man. I don't, I don't know why I don't like Norman, but here it is. Here we are. I don't, I don't think I like his shirts or his hat. I don't know what it is. So funny thing, Greg Norman before tiger, Greg Norman was my favorite golfer on the PGA tour and the world. Loved Greg Norman. Have one of those silly, stupid Greg Norman straw hats. Still, Freddie couples, man, don't, don't wear it. And when we put up our our Christmas tree, um, my wife years ago got me this really nice glass Greg ornament shark uh, glass ball ornament that goes on the tree. And it was the first one that she brought out this year. She's like, "Here, put this one on." And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, ha, ha. um. Okay. <laughs> Dean kinda, finally takes a side, folks. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> hidden in the back. It's yeah. still there, but yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So I mean, I never had that animosity towards Norman, but I understand, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on. You know, like you say, from afar, we only hear what we're supposed to hear, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's it's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, when you made a mention about departures on the tour as well or the pga tour i thought that was interesting because i never really looked at it well first of all i don't think they handled it well they handled it very reactionary Mm -hmm. uh, which i found interesting because they've always known that there's a potential of it we've seen different iterations of these breakout tours about to happen so the, the idea that they had to scramble is kind of crazy i mean that's your first sign of like, okay, maybe someone didn't do their job. But I don't think beyond that part, 
like moving forward they, they've done the right things to improve the experience for the the players on tour uh so far and i would imagine it's going to continue to happen because they finally have competition the the question is from i i guess the way i'm constructing this is i i don't think the next stage is as challenging for the people at the tour as it will be for a guy like norman that whole that whole getting into a room and being reasonable together mm-hmm. based on every and this is only based on interactions i've seen from norman it's just not it's not the type of personality i think that gets it done he doesn't come in as a guy that is um uh, super level-headed and is mm-hmm. one that's going to want to negotiate in good faith right you know so so i'm i agree with you on that i i just don't I don't see it. I think he did his job. It, he got he got the tour launched. He got players over there. And for them to have some kind of cohesion between or become a big three tour, DP World, uh, Live, and the PGA, I think there needs to be somebody else in that room, like you say, negotiating and trying to move forward. So let's talk. I, I feel like we've said enough about Live uh, and the PGA scrapping. We've all watched it all year. And uh, whether you enjoyed it or not, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the improvements that come into play. Uh, I'm still very much focused on the PGA Tour if I had to pick one, <laughs> uh, considering that's mostly what I watch. Uh, and even the players, like my perspective is that a lot of the the guys that I really followed stayed stayed over. So uh, I think I was the only DJ fan there for a while. But uh, you know, <laughs> that, I'm I'm, I'm that, happy he's succeeding. What's that? That one hurt me. I was yeah. with you. I was. I, I mean, back whenever we we used to pick for contest, DJ was always like number one on my list. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. yeah. That that one. That was the first guy that left that I was like conflicted because I loved watching him play golf. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He, he <laughs> it was always such an interesting player, and you know I I really appreciated the way that he went out without talking to anyone about it, put a crap ton of time into a short game. And mm-hmm. and that propelled him to heights that I think a lot of people didn't think were possible for him. So that was really cool to watch. But yeah, I, I want to focus a little bit before we wrap up on just the the state of the tour. I, I saw something the other day that uh, the QBE shootout, which is I believe happening this week, right? Is um or is it next week? When is it? I think it's next week. The QBE. Okay. Um, it's going to be. A mixed team event, which I believe is the first time that's occurred since what ninety nine. Yeah, they're, so they're gonna they're gonna make it a full time like mixed team event, which is cool. They still have some mixed players in there right now, um, but I think they're gonna. The plan is, I believe, to have a PGA or Champions member and a uh, you know an LPGA player as teaming up, which is gonna be awesome. That's gonna be cool. It's different. Um. It, it, around the holiday season, like we say, we used to call it the silly season for the wraparound schedule. So it's kind of cool to see that stuff come back. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Honestly, it, it's very interesting to me to see a different experience um, week over week. You know, not not seeing the same type of thing, and uh, with the wraparound uh, departure, I guess you could say. The, the the chance of having an interesting event like this is a very positive thing to me. Uh, and it also adds not only, well, I guess it lines the pockets of the, the ladies who are participating, which is wonderful for them. Uh, mm-hmm. But it also adds the interest, which I think is the most beneficial thing. And it's nice to see uh, this sort of lightheaded approach to golf. And that's where I think you get an opportunity to really start to root for someone. You see that character come out. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, for for the LPGA, it's going to be a great opportunity for them to really highlight some of their stars because they have, if, if anybody watches the LPGA Tour out there, you know that there there are some really amazing ball strikers out there, which is awesome. Sure, they don't have the, the exact power and overpower the golf course like the men's game does. There's a lot more finesse to it. I think any amateur golfer, if they watch more of the LPGA and fashion their game after what they would see on that screen, you know, the, the, the product of their own golf game would be so much better. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I saw some distance numbers from the LPGA not too long ago, and I'm I'm starting to feel threatened. 
They, yeah. I mean, this it, lady's pound the ball. It, you watch Maria. Was it Maria Fossey? Oh my God. What a swing. And she absolutely hammers the ball. Uh, kid, I believe is her name. She pounds oh. it. There's a, there's a collection of young ladies who are just ripping balls out there and it's fun to see. So the, the idea that that gets front and center um, is really cool. Uh, hopefully pace of play is not an issue, which I believe is the biggest issue plaguing the LPGA <laughs> tour right now. So I've heard, um, but no, I'm excited for that. Uh, there was some pretty good articles out there with quotes from uh, some of the previous generation talking about how nice it was to get out there and get back into competitive golf in a more relaxed environment, you know, get a sense of the experience again after taking a little bit of time off. Um, for the ladies, the commentary was always about uh, that exposure. The The payout was really, really positive for them, which I think every golfer should be focused on on those tours right now is making making that money, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so, you know, it just seemed like um, the other side of it was there was a lot of camaraderie that was built on it. The idea that the LPGA and the PGA can have some sort of emotional tie-in with each other not just from a fan perspective, but from a player perspective. I love seeing them celebrate each other on social media, uh, wherever it may be. You know, Big win for someone. I love seeing the other players reach out, and especially when it's cross-tour. Uh, you know, we're, I'm not looking for the guys from Live to celebrate a PGA guy, but when you see the <laughs> uh, PGA guys say, say, hey, what a great win by this lady, um, that, that's a very, very cool thing, and I think it's very healthy for the game. Yeah, it is really cool, and I can't remember if it was this this past year, the year before, or uh, Michelle Wee designed that LPGA sweatshirt that seemed to be everywhere yeah. on social media, and there yeah. were a ton of PGA golfers who were wearing that sweatshirt. They'd make a post, you know, a simple photo with that on, and it was that was awesome. Like you say, how much they support that tour. So it'll be great to see this become more of a mixed event. You know, there are some mixed pairings on it, and it is this week. I, I misspoke. I said it was next week. It is this week. <laughs> But yeah, granddaddy you know, week is a big granddaddy week, week is a big yeah. week for all of us, you know, so you're going to see other players besides, you know, Lexi Thompson and uh, one of the quarter sisters I know is in there. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but um, you'll see more of those, hopefully those top LPGA stars mm-hmm. and it, it'll, it'll help drive that tour, give it more exposure. And maybe we'll be able to appreciate the style of game that they play. Like you say, their the distance numbers are getting stronger. It's more, it's <laughs> it's out there. It's not just, you know, hit it 200 yards or 210 yards anymore. They're they're ripping the ball. They're getting ball speed, they're getting distance, and their swings are just so effortless, man. <laughs> it's, so, it's disgusting to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they look like they barely swing and they can they can hit the ball. Yeah. You know? just with no you know with power but it looks like they have no effort so uh, this actually makes me think about the pro-am at pebble and people get so hyped about that i'm so tired of seeing the same people um guys i don't really know actors whatever um it's not so much for a guy like let's say steph curry but um you know, because he's incredibly interesting. Uh, Justin Timberlake, incredibly interesting and great golfers. But this, to me, would be... I, I would put a tournament like this, the QBE, over something like that Pro-Am. If you, if you did an event that was um, a, a mixed tour event, L, uh, PGA and Champions Tour, I would watch that over the Pebble Pro-Am. I would watch... A corn fairy and PGA mixed event over that event. I think, I, I think we're not seeing enough of this. I think it's a really fascinating thing. I mean, hell, I even like the, um, uh, what is it, the PNC with the the, the father son, yeah, yeah, father son. Uh, That's I, become I'm a great event. Into that one, yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like we're missing out on more events like that and there's definitely a viewership that's willing to put the time in to watch it i mean we could call uh you know the pnc the you know the tiger effect now that you're seeing tiger and charlie out yeah, there it's drawn true. more eyeballs but for people who have watched it for years and, and i know i've watched it for a long time uh when it's been on it's been really cool to see some of the you know the fathers and sons out there and you know dan we both have we t- discussed it last week we both have little guys who who've taken a little bit of interest in the game and it's cool to see you know the family members out there 
and you know they open it up to some of the LPGA players as well, uh, major champions. So you get you know uh, the women playing with their dad, playing with you know their kids. They have them out there playing. It's it's such a cool event. In terms of having a a full time like mixed event versus the you know the the old Crosby clam bake, the the Pebble Beach. What is it? AT and T is still a sponsor of uh, Pebble Beach. Yeah, the only reason I watch that one is for Sunday, so that I can see Pebble Beach. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's in the it's, it's in the cheaper mid- to watch than it, go play. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's in February. Usually the weather is miserable where I am, so seeing you know the the ocean and the the water uh, splash up on the waves, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. But I'm with you. There's so many of those celebrities out there that I might like them. If, if I know them, I might like them, what they do, why they're a celebrity, but I don't need to see them just hacking the ball around. And those rounds take forever. Yeah. So what, what would you think about if the tour decided to collab with another professional sports league? So I'll give you an example. Major League Baseball or the NHL or the M, uh, NFL, they have a pretty huge collection of players who are fully capable of playing the mm-hmm. game. Um, what do you think? What do you, how do you think that would work out if they did um, um, an event like that where it was not necessarily a pro-am, but it was, you know, you you get some of their best players out with the PGA Tour. I mean, the goal is to grow viewership, right? And wouldn't, right. That, wouldn't that, like, you get the NFL and their best whatever number of players to go out and join forces with the PGA Tour players, you think? It you know what it's it's hard to envision when that could be done. Yeah, true. That's right, fair. because so the the NFL now runs into February. So then, let's just say, give it, it that's the week before actually. Pebble Beach usually is the the Super Bowl um, historically. So you have some football players playing that, but then you'd be looking at February, March. But then that's your run up to the to the Masters. I, I'm not sure I would be. I love okay. That well, let's say let's Tour. say. Major League Baseball, right? Because they're done now. Right. So baseball. So baseball. If you do uh, February, pitchers and catchers start to run in. I mean, you could do it right training. now, right? You could do it now. Now is when they're doing. You know, now would be it. Yeah. Now would be this would be my, the my thought was like, are we just are, are is the tour spending enough time thinking about what a pro am could really look like? No. Like, I, I feel like that's <laughs> more of a so. that's more of a money grab and like a tolerance from a viewership perspective than I, it I, is an actual growth of the game type of thing. I, I do think you're on to it and I'm looking into the logistics of it. Like it's going to happen next year. We're Being very emotional, work. Dean. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think if you had some of the, I mean, we'll call it the NFL is King. So you, you, you know, get some of the, the top 15 quarterbacks in the league or, you know, the top 10 running backs. I mean, they're all committee guys now anyway, and, and see what's going on. Really, it's the kickers who are usually the best golfers. But who's going to go out and watch? You know, the top ten kickers play golf. I mean, hey, Money Mac <laughs> goes out and plays with Rory. I'm in. <laughs> so here's where I'm a little bit like I'm all for that. And here's where I'm a little bit of a hypocrite, and I'll, I'll gladly call myself out on it. When they started doing the match, and they included you know Brady and Manning, and then Aaron Rodgers and Brady, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm watching. I want to tune into this to watch you know golfers play golf. I'm not really into it to watch, you know, Tom Brady scuffle all over the place and then drain one from 160 yards. So I think that's different. And I was actually just <laughs> thinking about him ripping his pants halfway through that, which is pretty <laughs> funny. But um, I said that when they went all non. Um, yeah, all non golfers. I was totally out on it, totally out on it because it's like, all right, I could, I could go do this myself. The only difference is I can't get on that golf course. So now I'm just offended. (laughs) Yeah. It's the 2022 thing to do. But, you know, I think when you spread them out enough, even, even two V two was kind of a miss for me. But um, when you spread them out the way that you would at a pro-am, I think you get the opportunity to see both. It's that um, that's where I like the idea of that inclusion because it does bring new viewership and, 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 and I'm all for that. If, if we can grow the game in a positive way to where you're gaining new viewership, that's fine. I, I I'm with you though. The match needs to be a hell of a lot more interesting than that. 
Yeah, that just <clears throat> and I looked at it from the flip side. Like, do I want to watch a bunch of golfers go through the the quarterback combine? <laughs> we do have a new match coming, right? That's going to be pretty good. It's JT and Spieth and uh, Rory and Tiger. Rory and Tiger, and that's that is I, the tenth. So, I think that is going to be one of, if not the best matches to date. If they mic them up the right way and walk with them, I remember uh, where they play Payne's Valley's Tiger and. Um, uh, Rory were there. Who were the other two? Justin Justin Thomas was there. Oh man, this is bad. I can't remember who the other one was. <laughs> <laughs> well, he must have been an absolute gem of a human being, uh, from a, an audience perspective. But I'll never forget the the talk about eating Domino's pizza on the green. Like that's the stuff I want to see. They're like, yeah, man, I love Domino's. <laughs> Just this the humanizing experience from the player perspective. That uh, that to me is what the match needs, um, not some sort of crazy. It was Justin non- Rose was the fourth Justin guy. Rose. Oh, Rosie, I didn't mean to shade him, but he Sorry. was not <laughs> the kind of guy you mic up and, and walk down a golf course with. No, um, but I, in, in their defense, neither was Tiger at the time. And I think he's going to be a lot more interesting <laughs> for this runaround. So we'll I feel see. like Tiger, when he's with the right crew, can be yeah. more relaxed and, and yeah. kind of you know, fun to watch, you know, the first match with him and Mickelson, you knew that was going to be dominated by Mickelson talking <laughs> and, yeah. and Tiger just wasn't, he, you know, he wasn't really into it. You know, the one that you mentioned at Payne's Valley, he was into it a little bit, which is cool. And I think this time he will be, you know, he's good friends with Justin Thomas from what we can see. You know, he's yeah. good friends with Rory from what we can see. I don't know his relationship with Spieth, but Spieth is good friends with JT. I think there's going to be a lot of friendly ribbing and that'll be, that'll be fun to watch. I'll, I'll totally be into that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Finally, I have a match to look forward to. Um, we took a lot longer than that than I thought we would. So I'm going to quick hit you a couple ones before we wrap it up. All right. Yeah, sure. All right. First one. Do you think uh, Victor Hovland's playing on the wrong tour? He can't seem to win here, but he can win anywhere else. He, man, he wins everywhere, but seems like the PGA <laughs> Tour. Uh, yes. I'm going to say yes. He's he's not playing the right tour anymore. Wow. Do you think he wins this year? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it's just a matter of time for him. Uh, he's got such a good mentality that, you know, it'll come. I feel like Bay Hill sets up well for him. I really do. I feel like Bay Hill would be a good spot for him to win. Let's mark that down. Uh, record okay. this, which I know it is. And we'll play it back after Bay Hill and see what happens. <laughs> I, I hope to God this is being recorded. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tony Finau, where do you think he goes? Boy, talk about a guy who has really just taken off. We saw so much potential out of him, you know, a handful of years ago, had that gnarly ankle injury at the Masters. I can't and, believe you're even talking about that. Man, yeah, it's gross. And but, he, was, he was primed to win that event. He was. Um, I remember, I've been a, a Finau, a champion of Finau for years now, saying, oh, he's going to break out. Oh, he's going to break out. He's won, what, three times this calendar year. He's put on a show. He's been close a lot more than that. Do you think uh, he continues the rise or do you think he just hits it on cruise control? No, I think he does. I think he continues to rise. I think he he's, you know, he's found out how to win and, and you know, win more consistently. Yeah. Well, the putter is the thing, right? Like, it always seems to be. Um, and, and like anyone, the putter on Sunday is a big deal. But I think it's really interesting that he holds back on every swing. If you, have you ever seen his full swing? Yeah. Like he did, over 200 mile an hour ball speed. He did a thing uh, the week before Jack's tournament Memorial uh, 2021. That was when Bryson was really hulked up. Yeah. And, he's and like, I can do that too. He's like, I could do it too. And they were, sh- <laughs> they were showing his full swing. And I was just like, why aren't you doing that? Yeah. And he <laughs> says he's, he doesn't feel like he can control it in the moment, which yeah. I mean, Listen, I've tried to shorten my swing for half a decade. When I do that, I basically fall over. So for him to be able to control like a three-quarter swing or a half swing is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Um, I, I hope he's on the rise, man. I think he's he's great for the game. I think he's a really uh, level-headed guy, a good family man. So yeah. And a great story, a great come-up story too. So By the way, did you see the, the he put out uh, a message the other day talking about changes at Augusta National? And he's saying that the eleventh hole or twelfth hole is now five forty five. Thirteenth hole, five forty five now. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be interesting. That. So you know, we it's gonna be so cool to see how those guys and a guy like him who has the power, how the, how they attack it and change. If it changes anything for these guys, I mean, they might yeah. still hit three wood and 
I, I'd love that green. <laughs> I'd love that story better if he had a full swinged off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what he's working for that's yeah. what he's talking about <laughs> yeah um and then finally what do you think about tiger do you think he's gonna win again ah, i'd love to see it one time Wouldn't you know yeah. one win Hell yeah. one win 20 2019 masters man i've gone back and watched that on youtube so many times the final round broadcast because it was you know everyone talks about 86 with jack where you know you remember watching that i remember where i was watching the 2019 masters i remember i drove to my dad's house because i wanted to watch it with him and i didn't realize it because remember they shifted the round to the morning he was out at some benefit brunch and i just kept calling him like come on get here let's go and he made <laughs> my, he made it home with like the last three holes to go yeah cool so that that was really cool i'd love to see him win it would be it would be really cool to have him, you know, top Sam, Sam Snead. I don't know if he ever wins another major, but sadly, I think that's all he's going to play in. So if I think he's going to win, I'm going to say he's going to win a major. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I mean, he's got, he's got a couple things on the books that it seems like he wants to participate in. Obviously it's going to be a limited schedule, um, which is fine. Uh, I, I just like his presence, man. I, I hope, I hope it's one of those things where you can just appreciate the position he's been put in over the last few decades. And, mm-hmm. you know, with Charlie being around the game now, we'll see if he uh, continues to excel. I mean, a lot of a lot of early pundits on that golf swing suggest that he will. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I just like seeing Tiger around. It it adds an interesting dynamic, and and people listen when Tiger talks. So we'll people see, listen man. when he talks, and they watch when he plays. True, it's, it's true. It's pretty simple. He everyone they always say who moves the needle, but Tiger Woods is the needle. And after all the... these years, he still is. <laughs> Yeah, I said uh, there should be two pip programs. One's, uh, I guess, uh, was a whip program, <laughs> a woods <laughs> program, where he just gets the whole uh, the whole bit of money, and then everyone else gets to share whatever's left. Call it, this is the Tiger Woods thank you bonus money. Yeah, and then everybody else here's here's what you get. <laughs> I think everyone else should get a check that they can hand over to Tiger and say thank you so much. You know what they should do? They should all put it in like five dollar bills, and yeah. everybody just walk up to his door and hand him the five. <laughs> Uh, hey Dean. Yes, buddy. Do you have any, do you have any questions for me today? Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. We're good. Good. We uh we covered a lot today. It was a lot of fun. I, I don't do enough tour talk on the show, so you know, keep the phone on. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends. I hope you had a great time listening to us. I, um, I, I'm really curious about your perspectives on the state of all tours, uh, some of the changes that have been made and, and hopefully our discussion was fair and um, made you think a little bit more about it uh, or at least strengthen your opinion on it. So we will have a conversation structured set up uh, on the THP community forums. If you're interested in coming to share your thoughts, please do. I know Dean and I will be there ready to battle with your perspective. <laughs> Bring it. Um, yeah, exactly. It is like 40-ish and raining this weekend, so I will not be playing golf as much as it saddens me. If you are playing, have a great time. Have fun for me. Make it count. And we will see you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.